Hello, everyone. Welcome to the BNB Sports Talk Podcast. Hello. I am Brian Grenier, and I am joined here today by my two co-hosts, Billy McNeil. Hey, how the hell are you? And Mason Finelli. Hey, how are you? Glad to be here. All right. So, this week, we are talking about a big controversy in the sports world. Are athletes above the law? Throughout the years, there have been numerous athletes that have broken the law, but they have all been treated equally, or have they been given special treatment because of their status? Some people think, of course, that they're not above the law. They're just like us, while others believe that athletes are above, are above the law and they clearly get special treatment from law enforcement and the public. All of us here at BMB Sports Talk believe that athletes are above the law. There are numerous of these types of cases that we could talk about to help illustrate our point. But we think that the case of former Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis is the best example of athletes getting special treatment because of their status. Before we get into the crime he committed, you've got to know the man behind the face mask. Raymond Anthony Lewis, born on May 15, 1975, to parents Albert Ray Jackson and Suzera Smith in Bartow, Florida. Ray Lewis grew up in a poor, tough neighborhood, but what motivated Ray was his passion and love for the game of football. You could tell Ray was a special kid from his days of midget football. Ray was already showing people that he had the potential to one day be a star. Ray continued his level of domination over the kids around him into high school. Ray was recruited by numerous colleges, but Ray wanted to stay in his home of Florida and choose to attend the University of Miami. Ray was now facing a new challenge, playing football at a D1 football program at the University of Miami. is going to be one of the biggest challenges Ray has had to face. But Ray was up for the challenge. Ray doesn't crumble when he has to face adversity. He's used to it. He's had to deal with it his whole life. Ray Lewis played for the Hurricanes from 1993 to 1996. Ray Lewis played a key role in the historical Miami teams. His career record was 27-8. and He played with future star Warren Sapp and future WWE and movie star Dwayne The Rock Johnston. After the 1995 season, Ray Lewis made the decision to forego his final year of college eligibility and pursue his career in the National Football League. In the first round of the 1996 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens had the 26th pick of the round. There were many players they could have chosen from. They made a decision that would change their franchise history forever. That decision was to pick the tough, hard-hitting middle linebacker from the Miami Hurricanes, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was not an immediate star in the league because he had to adjust to the physical and the mental sports of the, or aspects of the league, which are far greater than the college level. Even though Lewis had his struggles in the NFL, you could still see some flashes of potential greatness. In Ray's sophomore season, he emerged as one of the best linebackers in the league, having 184 tackles, four sacks, and one fumble recovery, and one interception. Ray Lewis was able to show his ability to read and understand the game, as well as his physical gift being faster and stronger than his opponents on the field. Because of his efforts, he was selected to the first ever Pro Bowl. By the year 2000, Ray's fifth year in the league, he already became one of the most feared uh, feared in the league. With Ray's ability to know what was, was going to happen before it did, and his ability to, lay, to lay the hardest hit you have, ever, you have ever seen on any given play, Ray, Ray was a player that all quarterbacks and coaches had to know where he, where he was at all times. Because of this, this led to Ray Lewis becoming um, earning the title of Defensive Player of the Year. Ray, with his energetic, contagious personality, was able to create a culture in the locker room and led the 2000 Baltimore Ravens to a Super Bowl victory over the New York Giants, 34-7, which was tied for the 7th highest Super Bowl margin of victory. 
Over the next 11 seasons, Ray Lewis continued his dominance to solidify himself as one of the best football players of all time. Over those seasons, he had nine Pro Bowl selections and five first-team All-Pro selections and had 1,179 tackles. After the 2011 season, Ray Lewis announced that his 2012 season would be his final year in the NFL before retirement. <clears throat> Ray Lewis wanted to end his career on top. He wanted to win the Super Bowl. He was motivated and determined to do so, and no one would get in his way. The Ravens failed to improve on their 12-4 record from the previous season, but they were able to clinch an AFC North Division title the, f- uh, the final week of the season with a record of 10-6. and The Ravens were able to advance the advanced to the AFC Championship game for the second straight season. They beat the Patriots and moved on to play the 49ers in in the Super Bowl. Uh, There were a lot of storylines to this game, such as the two Harbaugh brothers facing off as head coaches, but all attention was still on Ray Lewis in his final game. In a close, exhilarating game, Ray Lewis played his heart out, and his team came out on top. 34-31, and Ray went out as a Super Bowl champion. Ray Lewis is now an NFL analyst and is on ESPN and Monday Night Football. On January 31st, 2000, a brawl breaks out outside an Atlanta nightclub. Two young men from Akron, Ohio, were killed in the brawl. Ray Lewis and two of his acquaintances were charged with the incident. These three, not so gentlemen, were not convicted of this crime. But we here at BNB Sports Talk believe that they did commit these murders, and here's why. We are going to take you through what allegedly happened the night of January 31st, 2000. Ray Lewis and 10 of his friends went to an Atlanta nightclub for a Super Bowl party. As Ray and his friends leave the party to go to their rented limo, a brawl breaks out out between them and another group of people. In the scuffle, two people are stabbed and killed. Ray and his friends enter enter the limo and speed off as shots were being fired at it. In court, Ray and his two acquaintances were tried for murder. Ray Ray Lewis had a plea deal for a lesser charge of obstruction of justice, while the other two were acquitted for the murders. Now that you have all the details of a faithful night and all about Ray, we will now demonstrate why this is an example of why athletes are above the law. This is a classic example of athletes being above the law, because even with substantial evidence against them, prosecution didn't convict him of murder and settled for a minor offense of obstruction of justice. Also, Ray didn't face any punishment from the NFL, no fines, no suspension, no anything. Athletes are not only above the law when it comes to a legal sense, but also in the public. After the whole incident, the 2000 season was ready to begin. Ray's teammate went up to him and said, If you want everyone to forget about what happened and clear your name, you need to go and play incredible. Do things in the football field that no one has ever seen before. Ray took this to heart. It had one of the greatest seasons of his entire NFL career. Being selected to the Pro Bowl, his first All-Pro team, won Defensive Player of the Year, and had two, uh, two interceptions, three fumble recoveries, three sacks, and 137 tackles, then topping it off with a Super Bowl victory and a Super Bowl MVP. This is one of the most impressive defensive seasons by any player in the NFL. Ray made a statement. Ray's teammate was right because of it because of his incredible season he had, everyone had forgotten about the murder. Now that is seldom brought up, people now remember him as an energetic, hard-hitting, enthusiastic <laughs> player he was, rather than the cold-blooded killer he could have been. Ray had barely uh, affected by this incident. 
He didn't lose any of his endorsements and was still inducted into the Hall of Fame and is now an analyst for the NFL. The case never really hurt Ray's legacy. Ray was always a performer on the field, and according to fans, he was a nice guy, but not on the field. Ray was one of the most physical players, and I believe that's why it added to his legacy. Because we know what Lewis has done as a football player. He will go down as the greatest middle linebacker of all time. A vicious intimidator who, in his prime, covered the football field with incredible speed and hit with force. He was so dominant that opposing teams played away from him. He has defined the Baltimore Ravens franchise and glorified the city in which he has played for 17 seasons. Baltimore fans loved Ray and even overlooked the problem at the time, which was Ray's case. Ray was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018 along with many other amazing stars like Randy Moss, Brian Dawkins, and Brian Erlacher. Lewis has dedicated himself to giving back to Baltimore community and to kids. He does a lot of work in the community for the Ravens, some things that are public and others that are not. Lewis distributes school supplies to kids before each year. He distributes meals at Thanksgiving and Christmas and provides toys for kids at Christmas. Other sources also show how big-name athletes are, quote, above the law and not facing the proper consequences for their actions. Athletes such as San Francisco 49ers stars Ray McDonald and Chris Cook, Tony McDaniel and Kevin Williams of the Seattle Seahawks, and Brandon Marshall and San Antonio Holmes of the Chicago Bears, just to name a small fraction of the many professional athletes that are able to commit these crimes and not have to face any severe consequences that a normal civilian would have to face. The athletes <clears throat> that I just listed off were arrested for domestic abuse for some related charge since 2005. Some of these NFL players were able to fight these charges and they won. But the thing is that even the players who accepted the charges and faced jail time and had a short slap on the wrist suspension and they were soon once again able to be back in pads and under the lights playing for their team. Surprisingly, domestic violence and other related incidents are among the NFL's biggest problems off the field. There have been 87 arrests of 80 players the past decade and a half. The Denver Broncos is a team with the most arrests of players for domestic violence and other related charges. The Broncos hadn't had a player arrested in over seven years when their last player, Kevin Alexander, was cut from the team when he was supposedly accused of beating his girlfriend. Shockingly, the charges were later dropped on Alexander. Then there's the story of Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice, who beat his girlfriend in an Atlantic City casino. There was huge backlash on the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell, who had suspended Ray for only two games. That is a small price to pay and a great example of professional athletes being above the law. Only, only originally having to face a two-game suspension compared to a long jail sentence and maybe even being ejected from the NFL, or at least cut by the team, eventually the commissioner decided to change Rice's punishment after being watched closely and criticized by the entire country, extending the punishment for Rice indefinitely. Soon, Goodell announced that there would be a stricter domestic violence policy of a minimum of a six-game suspension for first-time offenders. The league was also uh, closely watched and criticized for the incident involving the uh, defensive end Ray McDonald, who allegedly had been arrested for assaulting his pregnant fiance at his birthday party. Eventually, McDonald was placed free on bail, and Ray had not even missed a single game. So if that is not proof enough, I don't know what is. Let me remind you that these are professional athletes who are getting paid super money, and they are stars looked up to by everybody. Where do we draw a line of civilians being separate from the football stars? This isn't just isolated to the NFL or football. This is everywhere. These athletes are committing these crimes that any normal civilian could face time in jail, and probably soon to follow the loss of a job. 
So this evidence is proof that athletes are above the law because they're able to commit these crimes, most of them being domestic violence or some related charge, and even though some of them do go to jail or face charges, they are only minor charges or a slap on the wrist sentence that isn't the same a civilian would have to face for the same crime. And then, after their sentence, they are back to what they were doing before, making ridiculous money on the same team like nothing ever happened. Now, another case of possible a major NFL player being above the law is Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis. People have been questioning for years the involvement of Ray Lewis in the murder of the two friends in Atlanta after a Super Bowl party. And the victims' families keep questioning what, what the involvement of, of Lewis was. The murder of these two men remains unsolved. When Ray Lewis soon approached his retirement from the NFL, Priscilla Lowler said that he is numb to Lewis. Others want answers and justice. After the murder, nobody was paying the price for what happened. Ray Lewis was the only person who pleaded guilty in relation to the case with obstruction of justice, which that offense is only a misdemeanor. Lewis was originally charged with two counts of murder, yet he struck a deal with prosecutors in exchange for his testimony testimony against two of his friends that night, um, Rachel Oakley and Joseph Sweeting. So if this wasn't a big-name NFL star, would they be charged with murder? So is it fair that Lewis could have possibly gotten away with murder? It was reported that Lewis struck a deal, and if Lewis really did kill these men, how is it that he could be able to walk away with a misdemeanor charge and then go right back to making this ridiculous money and playing in the NFL? It just isn't right. There was evidence against Ray, too. There was Baker's blood in Lewis's limo. After fleeing the crime scene, Lewis told the limo's passengers to, quote, keep their mouths shut. Also, another interesting piece of evidence is the, that the white suit that Lewis was wearing that night of the murder was never found. So, we can't prove that the mur- uh, murders was Ray, but there is a lot of evidence that says it was probably Ray, and the only reason he got away with it is that he's a big NFL star. We, ha- we have split out a lot of facts and evidence at you, so we are going to run through what we talked about one more time to help you understand our argument that, that, that athletes are above the law. On the night of the murders, Ray and some of his friends went to a Super Bowl party in a nightclub in an Atlantic nightclub. When exiting the nightclub, a fight broke out between Ray and his entourage. During the fight, two members of the other group were stabbed and later died. Besides from the testimonies, there was blood found in the limo that Ray Lewis was in when he fled the crime scene. Also, he told the people riding in the limo to shut their mouths and don't talk about this incident. Police requested the suit that Ray wore the night of the murders, but it was never recovered and there were talks of Ray disposing it of that night. Now to go over why this case is an example of athletes that athletes are above the law. To start off, even with substantial evidence against Ray, he wasn't convicted of murder, but instead prosecution settled for a plea deal of a misdemeanor charge of obstruction of justice. If it wasn't bad enough that Ray faced minimal punishment legally, but he also faced zero punishment from the National Football League. Other ways that Ray was above the law was that his legacy wasn't affected um, by it, by this incident. and He didn't lose any fans or endorsements, and Lewis was still inducted into the Football Hall of Fame and was even still able to get a job as an NFL analyst after his retirement. This is not an isolated incident. The NFL is a real problem with players committing violence. Overall, NFL players' arrest rate is just 13% of the national average. Incidents like this occur everywhere, not only in the National Football League, but everywhere in sports. Other cases about athletes being about the law, such as Ray Rice and the domestic violence incident occurring between him and his wife, 
Rice only had a face face a slap on the wrist minor punishment. In other cases, such as Ray McDonald, Chris Cook, Tony McDaniel, Kevin Williams, Santonio Holmes, and Brandon Marshall. And there are so many more we could have talked about. All right. This concludes this week's episode of B&B Sports Talk. We hope uh, we not only entertained you, but also educated you on a very big, overlooked, controversial topic regarding the sports world. If you like what you heard, uh, go to our Reddit page. Follow us on Twitter at bnb underscore sports talk sports underscore talk or instagram at bnb underscore sports talk i'm your host brian grenier with my co-hosts billy mcneil mason finelli and we would like to personally thank you for listening and don't forget you're listening to bnb sports talk where we talk about the issues the major networks are too scared to talk about yep